We're talking hockey, Ralsey and Ruff. We're talking hockey. Flurry might be dead. Oh, hello <laughs> and welcome to That's Hockey Talk. It's a beautiful night for hockey on the internet. Uh, that beautiful voice you just heard was our pal, the pals, our north of the border compadre, uh, Bubba Gumpino. Gumpy, how you doing? All is well. Just need the fucking Bruins to get the cement out of their skates and snipe a couple here. Flurry did not deserve that shot you just gave him. I am your host, of course, at Nimrodo. And joining us, Stanley Cup champion. He's with us all season long. The premier analyst on the NHL Network, Michael Rupp. Rupper, how you doing, pal? I'm good, boys. Uh, glad to be back here. We got this game. Dude, I'm so frustrated, though, because I, we're setting up here. I'm just throwing down a sandwich before we get going. I go, I'm like, oh, it's one. We got one nothing flyers. Let's check out the goal. NHL.com still got their the pregame crap up. Like, come on, man. Like, there's no the first period's almost over. And we don't even have, I don't know, man. This is this thing acts up all the time on dot com. Anyway, well, you got you got me beat. So I, I can't get a stream to work. I can't get my fire stick to work. I can't get my TV to work in this room. I'm struggling over here, man. I'm just I'm all sorts of flustered. I haven't seen a second of the puck yet. I'll, I'll put the ticker up here to let you know, hey, we're watching the Bruins and Flyers right now. But only Gumpy and Rupp are watching it because I haven't been able to watch a second of it yet. Bruins, Bruins are the on best the power. The worst. Bruins are on the power play right now. They have been out playing the Flyers. Flyers score. They had two shots on goal, but. They're they're going right now, shorthanded right now. Oh no! Oh, big save. Gums, so, what are you what are you looking for in this one, buddy? What do you? I took Bruins money line just because Flyers on a back to back felt like the play. Bruins should be fresh. Christ, where they played one game. <laughs> who's right? who's making who's making this schedule? The NHL schedule. One team has played five games. Another team has played one. It's incredible. Let's yeah, go, point rubber. What's going on there? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, you know, you, you start the year and, and you you would expect it to be it, the time of the year at the beginning, right? That's where everybody should be going at a good clip. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it really matters right now. What's going to matter later, man? The Boston Bruins. Once you start getting into the later on in the season, they're going to have to make that up. They're going to have some uh, a rough schedule at some point here. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I'm I'm really pumped though. Well, we got Swayman in that, and uh, for the Bruins, so they go and. Uh, this kid might be winning this net, man. He might be carrying the load all the way till Tuca comes back. They got Linus on Allmark who signed the big deal, but the kids, the kids playing good, so you got to go with them. Yeah, they bring in Linus from Buffalo, and I was gonna wait to, but let's get into it right now. Buffalo, what the hell's going on? No one saw this coming. Is it who they've played? Is it uh, a bunch of guys rallying together? The Buffalo Sabers are three and zero right now. That team looks on paper like, yeah, I'll say it, dog shit. But here they are. They've come out and they've played. Arguably, they've looked like the best team in the NHL. The the stats are, are backing them up. They're they're putting up points. They're scoring goals. What's going on, in Buffalo? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, last on Saturday, I um, I checked my schedule. NHL Network. I had to go and I was doing intermissions because we were carrying that uh, Arizona Buffalo game. And when I saw what the game was, I'm like. Good Lord, like I got to do the intermissions in this game. And <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I'm glad I watched it. Buffalo was unbelievable, man. I mean, we went into the season, we thought it was going to be Arizona, Buffalo, bottom feeders fighting for that first overall pick, Shane Wright. That's not even close, man. I mean, they are in a different league than Arizona. And the only reason why the game was close is because they had that, uh, I say his name, Vel, uh, Vel, 
Femalaki or whatever, uh, the goaltender there for, for uh, Arizona was unbelievable in the game. But I'm watching <laughs> that game. There's like five-on-five five power plays all over the ice. You know how you watch it and you're like, holy shit, like, these guys, it's they're not in the park. I have to count. I'm like, they're snapping the puck around like nonstop. But Buffalo, man, they're they're looking good right now. So I think they're they're looking at it, and uh, we got a big big uh, bees goal right now. Bruins oh yeah, Johnny on the spot. Johnny on the spot. Fuck yeah, that was nice. That was nice. And then, uh, but you know, you end up you end up uh, this team without Jack Eichel. They don't have superstars. You're right. So they're, they're all just chipping in and, and they look good, man. I, I don't think it's going to last, but it's working right now. Donnie Granado is doing an unbelievable job with that group. That's is it really just down to coaching? Like can coaching make that much of a difference where this team was uh, maybe the worst team in the NHL we've seen in the past 10 years. And then all of a sudden they come out this season. I understand it's a small sample size. It's only three games, but it, it's just such a drastic turnaround with what you mentioned, the the five-on-five five power plays, you called it, where it looks like they're just completely controlling the play. How much can coaching influence that? Because I was always under the impression, yeah, you make a few line changes, you change maybe the style of the power play or the four check or something like that, and then the guys will go out there and do their thing. But it seems like Donnie Granado's got those boys buzzing in a different kind of way than, than we've seen in a long time out of Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, – I definitely don't think it's X's and O's per se. I think it's a belief, man. And when when you saw him come in, he's the interim head coach. And the way last season went, it was like, all right, well, what's Buffalo going to do here? Are they going to change the guard? They're going to have someone else come along? But they have to start – they have to establish an identity. They have to have this who we are. And I think this guy comes in. I don't think it's X's and O's. Uh, I don't notice them doing anything differently. They're not reinventing the wheel here. They just have guys that are pulling the rope. I think he goes in there and he goes, guys, listen, this is what it is. Last year, last year sucked. You know, it's going to suck again this year unless we're willing to buy in together. I think he's just one of those guys that galvanizes his team and he gets everybody going. It's opportunity. Jeff Skinner looks revitalized. I mean, he looks awesome. So uh, I think losing Jack Eichel in that situation just puts a puts everybody on high alert. Hey, are we going to get embarrassed this year? We're, we're without the big dog here. So. Man, I, yeah, I don't think it's X's nose. It's just a belief, and he's done a hell of a job with it. Hey, I, uh, Skinner had a nasty goal in front. Uh, I think it was last night, just from his knees, just a little deke, and then a, a, a top shelf. That was sick. Uh, Eichel situation. We got a little bit of an update. Uh, he apparently, the the word is that him and his team are trying to gather as many second opinions as possible to try and I don't know. Maybe you can clarify this too, Rubber. Is it tr- to try and convince the Sabers? that what they want to do is the proper medical procedure or is it to try and like showcase to other teams like, Hey, this guy can play if he gets treated the right way. Uh, what, what's going on with Eichel? What's the latest you hearing anything? Yeah. I think that it's from what I've, from my understanding is that they're just starting to come around with some other teams out there. When you hear some of these guys, the updates, whether it's Elliot Friedman or whomever, it's that other teams are starting to, whether they're talking to their specialists, um, they're starting to come around with the, the the elected procedure that Jack wants. They they think they're okay with it, and I think they're starting to become more of a belief that he he'll, he'll be fine and he'll recover from it. So that's the biggest thing. So I, I think now that you're starting to maybe get some headway and get again, there's no track record of anybody having the surgery and come back and playing hockey. So that's the big thing, right? So how yeah. is what does this mean? It's a different, you know, it's a completely different uh, lingo as far as injuries go. So um, I think teams are starting to get more comfortable with it, and if they're comfortable with it then they can pull the trigger and they can give Buffalo what they want, get them out of Dodge, get them in there and get them ready for the Olympics. 
Hey, uh, you're talking about getting out of Dodge. Where the hell are you? Yeah, like I, I'm in my, I'm in my spare room here. I get, I get uh, crack chirped all the time about uh, you're in your childhood bedroom, Rolando. What are you doing in there? I'm in my spare room here, and I got the Lemieux picture. Blah blah. blah. We're working on getting some backdrops for the boys. You show up all of a sudden tonight. Look at this. You got a, a yeah. fucking drum set. You yeah. got the what is that? A, a is that a bass or is that a lead guitar back there? What's going on? Where are you at? I couldn't even tell you what it is. I couldn't even tell you. So that just shows you it's just a background right now. It's just a background. I can't play shit. I can't try to. I can't go back there. I mean, it looks nice, though. That's half the battle, right? Man, I just I got so pumped. I thought you were going to go back there and fucking bang some skins and give us. You know what? I should do. Next next week, we'll do an intermission show. I'll go back there on the drums. That'd be nice, right? Let's go. <laughs> That's all right. Gumpy took uh, about 15 minutes getting ready to get set up. We got him a nice new ring light. I got him uh, from Walmart, and he was trying to. Uh, we'll we'll tweet out. I'll have Gumpy tweet out a picture after the show. What he sets up to do this show. Legendary, he's got, absolutely. He's, legendary. What, do you, what do you got this time? Last week you had boxes, and you had you you were trying to get that up high. What do you got? Oh yeah, it's the same, but we added a light, so there's even more. It's uh, it's a beautiful sight, Rupert. I'm, I'm going to screenshot, or I'm going to take a picture and send it to you guys what I'm working with. This is kind of weird, too, so I'll forward it to you. This is um, awesome. But anyways, yeah, anything, man. Hey, all that matters is we're getting on here, Gumps, and uh, the, the ring light's looking good, buddy. Hey, we're all we're all pinching pennies here to make ends meet, but uh, if you want to save a couple bucks, go to an NHL game this season. Check out our friends at SeaCake. The link is in the description. Couldn't be easier. No promo code. None of that bullshit. Just go to the link in the description. Uh, you're alive, but are you living? Go live. Go experience something. Go enjoy yourself at an NHL venue. Any NHL game you want, tickets for 15% off if you use the link uh, up to 50% or up to 50 bucks. And I don't know if they fixed that. The, uh, the first week, I had a couple people tweet me, so they used the link and they, they went way past that $50 limit. So I uh, might want to jump all over that while you still can before Seeky catches wind and tickets to shuts that thing down. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gumpy mentioned this in the intro about Flurry being toast because he's been getting cooked the past two nights, and it's it's fun to have a laugh at if you're not a Blackhawks fan. Uh, but at the same time, that team looks terrible. Uh, the defense is hanging him out to dry. But on the flip side of that, as well, Flurry's allowed to make a save. He's allowed to bail them out, and neither seems to be happening right now. This is a team that came into the season with some pretty high expectations uh, compared to where they've been. They get Jonathan Taves back, the big. Money signing with Seth Jones. They bring in Flower with that huge trade with Vegas where they basically give up nothing and they get a Hall of Fame goaltender, and it has not started pretty. They have one point so far. Rupper, how the hell does this happen? Is it just a lack of chemistry? Is it the coach? We talked about coaching a little bit earlier. I, I see some people already calling for Jeremy Colleton's head, the young, guy, the young guy there behind the bench. What's going on with Chicago? Is it salvageable? Is it too early? Is it panic time? What are we doing? Uh, you know what? It's... It's tough. I know that Jeremy Carlton's getting called to the to the carpet here. Fans want him gone. They're done with him. There's, I mean, there's new bodies there. It's going to take time, and, and it's not like you know you got you got your guy who's going to be eating the most minutes. He's a defenseman, Seth Jones. It's going to take him some time, man. It's not going to happen overnight. And uh, the, the one thing with Flower, he'll get there. Uh, he's been struggling. I mean, I, it's pretty evident when you watch. He he's been struggling, but I also think it's different when you have goalies like. Look, look to New York, the Islanders. Their goalies over the last number of years, they've had Thomas Grice. They've had Varlamov. Uh, mm -hmm. They're Sorokin doing well. They had Robin Leonard there that was doing well. They, 
when the goaltenders know where the shots are coming from, they're ahead of the game, right? Like you go to a new team. I think back even when, remember when Brian Elliott was really good in St. Louis, then Brian yeah. Elliott gets out of St. Louis. I think, would he go to Calgary? And all of a yeah. sudden now it's like Brian Elliott can't stop a puck. And, and, and you start looking at it, it's like St. Louis was so good and structured. We got a Flyers power play right here, by the way. But anyways, oh, no. uh, you, you get need to kill. So, need to kill. <laughs> they're so well structured that like the goaltenders can just be focused. They know where the shots are coming from. They don't have to guess. They don't have to cheat. They have a trust. It's going to take some time here. I, I'm just concerned in that division. Time's not on your side. Like if, if this team doesn't yeah. get a win here soon, I thought. Last night, that was the the one team that had to find a way to get points. They didn't. So uh, it's got to change here. It's got to change here quick, man, because Flowers not look good. The team looks horrendous. And they uh, they were hoping for big things in, in Chicago this year. Speaking of another team that looks horrendous, uh, Dumpy's Le Habitants, the Montreal Canadiens, look to be in a complete free fall without their guy, Carey Price. They seem to be completely lost. Uh, it's coming out now that it was hinted at before, and now it seems to be a little bit of a uh, reaffirmation that Shea Weber's career might be done. It seems to be going that way. That's the suggestion and the buzz coming out of Montreal. So basically in one offseason, you go from Stanley Cup final, you lose your franchise defenseman, who's an icon and certainly a leader in the locker room, uh, and your goalie, who is basically – the captain of that team besides Weber and and the the emotional guy that everyone's going to look to, he's kind of the calming presence, I would assume. No, Gumpy gives me shit all the time because I tell him, hey, Gumps, uh, Jake Allen outplayed Gary Price last year in the regular season. I'm like, you know, it, it, they'll be okay. Nope, turns out the Habs are just a complete dumpster fire right now. They've got zero points. They can't, they can't, they can't buy a point. They got nothing going. They got no juice. What are we looking at in Montreal? Is this a full meltdown? Or like they were just in the Stanley Cup final a couple months ago. Dumps, how do you how do you look at this team like like how do you how do you handicap this team with the, the loss of those guys? I mean, what they did last year, like this has been a team for two years now. I've had no idea how who they are and what they are. I mean, they went to Stanley Cup finals, and this to me is no surprise what's happening right now. Yeah. I don't know what you're seeing. Yeah, this is this is kind of overdue, but I compare it to remember when the Rangers when they lost Lundqvist. Lundqvist was yeah. past it, but yeah. he owned yeah. that locker room. When you lose a guy like Shea Weber, you lose a guy like Carey Price. This who's this team has no identity without yeah. those two guys. Who's like the calming influence, right in the room? Name one. Name one guy. You can't. Yeah. These guys are lost. They're yeah. absolutely lost, and there's nothing that's going to fix it fast. And now they've got uh, the Hurricanes coming to town tomorrow oh, night. No. Talk to Nami, who we talked about in the first episode. That whole situation's coming back to bite him in the ass again. Here we go. Like, I hope I, that kid. I hope that kid comes into town tomorrow night and pots three goals. How great! <laughs> How great! How great would that be? But you, you sit there and. You know, when you look at this team, like think back though, and we talked about this on episode one that we did, I think, is when the Penguins lost in the play-in in the bubble. Yeah. This team, the, the NHL expanded to 24 teams because of COVID, right? They were the 24th team, Montreal. So they should have gotten in. In a regular 16-team playoff, they're not getting in. They got in. They upset the Penguins. They made a pretty good statement. They were garbage all year that year. Then the next year comes around. They were hot garbage all year last year. 
And if it wasn't for that Canadian division where they finished last in that division and they were the 16th team as far as points uh, to get into the playoffs, they were the last team to get in. And they probably wouldn't have if they're in the Atlantic division that they're in now. They got in again. They go to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm like, how do you how do you figure? Like, right now, we knew that they couldn't score goals. This team hasn't scored goals in 15 years. They haven't been able to score goals. <laughs> they haven't had a number one center since I came into the league, and that was 2000. There's 2002. So that was, dude, 19 years ago. I, I don't think they've had <laughs> one center, and I don't even know what they had prior to me. Like maybe they didn't have one even even then. So they've never been able to score goals. But the one thing they've been able to do, and what took them to the Stanley Cup Finals last year is they could defend, right? And we saw it in the playoffs. We'd have teams out shooting them 36 to 18, and they'd end up getting a win. they get a timely goal. Their defense, team defense overall, they're shit this year. They can't do anything. So it's like whatever their crutch is, they don't even have that. So I, I don't know what to make of it, man, but you know how finicky that market is. It goes from Bergevin's losing his job to last year, love this guy, he's going to win us a Stanley Cup to – Get this guy out of here again. It's it's every end of the spectrum there in Montreal. Hey, speaking of that, I saw a report, and it might be tabloid. It might just be bullshit. It might be gossip, but that Jeff Molson, the owner, uh, is getting pretty chummy with Patrick Waugh, and that they're thinking, hey, maybe we slide Patty Waugh into the GM spot. He takes the the old boy Bergevin's job, kind of kind of reignites the fan base, reignites the energy in Montreal. What are we thinking? I I, I don't know. I don't I don't see that. I I think I think Waugh. Although it seems like they've tried to kind of repair that relationship, I think I, I don't see him fitting in there. I I'd love to see it. I think right now I don't love that team if they if they can get Patty Juan there losing his mind behind closed doors a couple times and demanding more. I think that could be great. It could be great for us to talk about, but I think it could really push this team and, and get them going a little bit. I mean, what if that's the move? They got nothing to lose there. I mean, it's not looking good. The future there, they've got some pieces, but it, it's, I don't know. I just, this team, man, if they don't make it this year, which I don't think they will, uh, it's back to the drawing board. They, they got a lot of, lot of work to do. Dumpy, also, I need an update. It's, it's, a quick, it's a quick turnaround too, though, right? Yeah. Like Tampa Bay is slow out of the gates. Yeah. Montreal's shit out of the gates. Look what happened to the Stars after the bubble. They had last year, no Sagan, like, Say what you want, man, but that Stanley Cup run fucking takes a lot out of guys, man. It really does. Well said. Uh, Gumpy, need an update right now. We're watching Flyers Bruins. I think I saw another goal from the chat. What do we got here? Flyers sniped right before intermission. Who got it? I didn't miss that. I have no, I just saw it was on the, they got a power play, like you said, and they tapped it in. I mean, this is how gambling's gambling's been going. uh, You got Farabee. Therby's on fire. Hey, he's a stud. Yeah. He's Feels good, like man. all he does is score goals. Yeah, and then the, crazy, this, thing, the, the crazy thing about him, too, he's supposed to be just like a good two-way guy. Like, right, he's good on both sides of the puck. And since last year and now, I mean, what, he's leading them in – he came into the game with four points, I think. He was leading them in points, and now he's got another goal. This kid's on fire. This Flyers team's starting to feel like a team that didn't have much expectations that could do something. I, I love – I know it's a weekend, but it's start. It feels like last year everyone had high hopes. They were terrible. 
This year, no one thinks they're going to be anything, and they might surprise some people. Hey, I hate complimenting the Flyers, but I, I honestly love what they did in the offseason, kind of rebuilding that back end. Ryan Ellis, I thought that was a great signing. And then bringing in Keith Yandel, who's a, a, a vet who can still play, still move the puck. He had that Ironman streak going. Like That's just a good guy to have in the room, I feel like. I don't know if you know him at all, Rupper, or any of those guys, but like they, they've struggled with their back end for so long, and their goaltending feels like Carter Hart is, is – uh, a little bit more on track with what we saw at the beginning of last season compared to the end where he was kind of a, a mess and that, that back end being able to move the puck and get out of your own end. I think that's going to help them big time. They've got, they've got one thing working against them right now. Their center ice positions a little bit, a little bit suspect. Uh, they have to have Derek Broussard be their second line center. I like, yeah. I, like I like brass, but at this point in his career, the reason why they have that is Kevin Hayes on a, IR, right? So you're yeah. going to have, you're on IR, uh, that's 10 games. I, I think that takes him into November. I think what, someone gave me the date. Uh, ooh, somewhere around the 10th, I think he, he comes back or or he has the ability to come back. And so they've got to kind of navigate this first stretch here because they're weak down that spot. But when you look at this team, you look at the decor, man, Elaine Vigneault, get those guys going. We saw Ryan Ellis getting rewarded uh, last game, getting involved. I mean, even Justin Braun getting involved. I mean, they've got the horses. I love Rasmus Ristolainen. This, I think tonight... I'm going to double check here. You guys can tell me. Uh, I think this is his first game because uh, he had a day-to-day -day issue. And uh, that guy hits everything that moves. I think he's a stud. I like this decor, man. I think this could be really good for them. I, yeah, like I said, I do too. And I, I, I don't give out those flyer compliments lately, being the Penguins fan that I am. But I got to respect it, and I try and stay as objective as possible. When I see something like that, I try and be a straight shooter and call it like it is. Um, we talked about the Blackhawks. We talked about Montreal. We talked about Buffalo exceeding expectations. Uh, there's another team right now that's kind of still tread water trying to figure it out, and it was a question that one of the listeners shot over from Twitter, uh, at Michael K. Gonzalez. He asked, uh, hey, guys, should be excited now about the play of the Sharks last night or keep my expectations low uh, for the season? And I'm thinking, you know, maybe the Sharks team could surprise a couple people. I don't know if they're a playoff team. But I also think they're better than uh, that that quite like very bottom feeding level that uh, we thought they might be in. Yeah, they got the ability, I think, to surprise some people. Um, I'm not going to say I think they're a playoff team, uh, but could could they push? Would I be surprised if they're in the mix there? Uh, them, Anaheim, LA. I think those teams are all three of them are going to be pushing for a spot. So uh, I, I like that. Um, Timo Meyer has had a great opportunity, but that. Oh. That takes me to a point here, though. We know about the Evander Kane suspension, right? So we got yep. 21 games. He served two of them here. Hey, 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 on that note, on that note, I got to ask you, because I know Gumps and I were talking about this in the office there. How ballsy do you have to be to turn in a fake vaccination <laughs> a card? fucking animal, dude. <laughs> but what's going through what? your mind? Like, what are you doing? Wait, you, all this shit that has happened in the offseason, and this is what – this guy has <laughs> no regard for anything. Yeah, that no, is and that takes me to, that, to, to, to do that alone as a as a player with no nothing else happening is one thing. Like, okay, but everything this fucking guy has done and now this, he can't help <laughs> I, himself. I no, no. I mean, listen, man, we're not going to get into everything. That, it's a it's a soap can't opera. do it. It's a soap yeah, opera, man. Won't do it. And uh, but here's the thing: he was their best player last year. With that being said, he is suspended now without pay 
21 games. This team looks great. Timo Myers getting the reps that Evander Kane would probably be getting, or some of them. He looks fantastic. I don't see any way, shape, or form why you would bring this guy back. Not even bring, they've already looked at, and Elliot, I think Elliot Friedman was reporting on that, that they looked into, all right, is there anything, can they terminate the contract? That doesn't look like that's going to be able to happen. And to be frank and, and not not making fun at all, but like we know his situation. He didn't want to terminate that contract. He, you know what I mean? That That's a big contract that he has, and he wants to get paid for that contract. So it doesn't look like that's going to happen. He's not going to get, uh, they're not going to be able to terminate that. So I think if you're sitting here, you're Doug Wilson, what do we do? Do we bring him back? Do, do we, you know, they, they had players that went to management and said, we don't want this guy in our room. Hey, so, wh- what can you do? You can't, you, like, you who's going to trade for him? I ain't sending him to the minors with the kids. You know what you do? You send him home, you pay him to be at home. That's what it's come to, I think, with this guy. And it, you can't trade him because if you trade him, you're going to have to eat a ton of salary. I don't know who's going to, unless it's like the New England Patriots situation where you, you can get it. If there's an NHL team out there, they will take a flyer on him to bring him in here and they have the right room, the right leadership in oh. place. But that's what was supposed to happen when he went to fucking San Jose. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was yeah. like Joe, Joe was there. Patty Marlowe was there. Joe Pavelski was there. And this guy just keeps doing things. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is it for him. He can still play. He's a hell of a player. But I don't – he's not – the juice ain't worth the, screw, the squeeze, man. It's not. Oh, good, good line. I like that. Hey, talk about juice. There was another guy bringing the juice the other night, and I know you've been waiting to talk about this, Rupper. Marcus Felino. What do they call this guy? Moose? Is that his nickname? Moose? Ooh, is yeah. It? He fucking teed up and just went full Roman Reigns Superman punch the other <laughs> night on, on Brendan Dillon. Like, I haven't seen that in the longest time, but, like, he wasted no time. He just wham, and, and he didn't get all of it. He's just slightly he missed, so but, man, just it was – it was fucking devastating. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. So uh, anybody that's watching YouTube, Kevin Bieksa. Kevin Bieksa had two Superman punches same year. One was Radko Gudis. The other one was the LA Ooh. Kings. Who was it? I think he knocked them both out. And so Kevin Bieksa, <laughs> Kevin Bieksa's got that Superman punch. He had that Superman punch down pat. I haven't seen anybody try it before Bieksa. And I didn't see anybody try it after Bieksa until last night. Marcus Felino does it, and you turn up the volume too, because I'll tell you what, the XL Energy Center in Minnesota was going bananas. They loved it. And then that game, just the way that game went and the way it ended in overtime and the way they tied it up late with Yoel Erickson Eck, I mean, it was incredible. But, man, he came in there. Brendan Dillon, if if that doesn't if that doesn't miss him, whew, Brendan Dillon, I it, I think it's another knockout. So uh, it was it's nuts, though, seeing guys try that. Gumpy, he came in there like – Acknowledge me. Gumps, you you have to see your boy Bieksa do that. No, you've seen Bieksa do that. He was a legend. He was a legend for Vancouver, man. He put that. He was he was a horse on that team for years and years. He's pretty good now on uh, CBC. He's awesome. He's awesome, man. I mean, I mean, he's no he's no Kipper. He is no Kipper, but he is good. (laughs) Rup, did we ever tell you about meeting Kipper in Toronto? No. Okay. We went up. We went up to Toronto with Pat. He was doing some uh, promotional work for a uh, a former. Um, uh, we'll, we'll call it uh, an affiliate uh, company that we were working with, and we go to Toronto. 
and we were going to meet up with Marshawn Lynch and Steve Nash and 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 do some shows and a, and a couple of shoots and whatnot. And we were just kind of killing time during the day, waiting for Pat to get out of a meeting. And we're waiting at this bar at this one restaurant, and uh, we look over and we see Kiprios. We're like, holy shit, there's Kipper. Look at him over there. And this is right when he got he had just gotten let right go. Right after, right after Sportsnet let him go. Okay. So we're like, oh, you know what? He's probably in some type of meeting with somebody about to line up his next gig. Like this was it was a swanky little Toronto patio bar type situation. It was like it was nice. It was classy. And Pat shows up. He gets done with his meeting and he comes in and he sees us all at the bar sitting there. We're like, Pat, do you know Kipper over there? Like, look at this guy. He's a Toronto legend. Like, he's he's about to get a huge deal over there. So Pat says, hey, hey, I'm going to help this guy out. And he goes over and says, hey, Kipper, man, I love your work. Like, big fan. Love everything you do. Kipper has no fucking clue who we are. He has no fucking <laughs> idea. So, you know, Pat's trying to pump him up in front of the execs and pump his tires up a little bit. So I think Kipper gets what's going on maybe, and he comes over to, to kind of say, hey, thanks, boys. Like, appreciate the the love right there. And he just looks at us all, and we're all kind of just standing around. Like, it's like you boys want a fucking picture or what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely, we want a picture with Kipper. So we all just – you know, piled in there at the bar and got a picture with the legend. Dude, you got to you got to put that. You got to post that picture. That's incredible. You want a picture? It's, or on, it's on Nick's Instagram. We'll send it to you. It's fucking golden. Oh, yeah, so you boys good. want a fucking picture or what? We still say it to this day. It was just legend. Like you just walk, sauntered over. Like, hey, you want a fucking picture with Kipper? Yeah, yeah, we do. Like couple pints deep, just like oh, I was on. He's awesome, I was dying. He's great. I love Kipper. <laughs> hey, uh, you mentioned uh, Bieksa and Gumpy f- being from Vancouver. We talked a little bit about it before the show went live. You had some, uh, you had a little tussle a little with the up. Canucks fans. Well, yeah, a little dust up, man. I just made a comment about them trying to burn their own city down in 2011 when they lost to the <laughs> Bruins, and it's like all of a sudden I'm public enemy number one. Listen, dude, I've always been told Vancouver fans they're ruthless. They're ruthless. They're this. They're I will say this, Gumpy, I'm not trying to offend you or your boys, but I heard that the skin's really thin out there in oh, Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, Gumpy? No, no. Yeah, he no, doesn't no, have a no, list yeah. of mile long people he's so, going to get vengeance on. Hey, I'm a Stars fan. Don't lump me in with the Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I might need you to do some buffering, but I, I kind of liked it, to be honest with you. I was sitting there, so here's the, the, the whole kind of makeup of it. Jason Greger, who covers, um, who covers the Oilers, he puts a tweet out because you remember uh, Duncan Keith. Who was it? Uh, who at Vancouver uh, smoked Duncan Keith last week? Remember that hit? Duncan Tyler Keith Myers. With Tyler Myers. Thank you. Fucking so Tyler Myers him. crushed him. Great hit. Clean hit. So Jason Greger, again, Edmonton-based media, says that you know Vancouver's been looking for retribution on Duncan Keith since Duncan Keith got that elbow suspension on one of the Sedins back in the day. So he basically just insinuated this is like winning the Stanley Cup for these guys, which so he's taking his little shot, bang, right there, right? So I just said, hopefully they're not burning, burning everything and flipping cars. You know what I mean? Or like, or, or like, are they doing that? And you would have thought that I like, dude, every single person's coming at me. And the best thing about it all, the best thing about it all is like a lot of them don't even know anything about me. Is like they're like, this can this. 
you know, we've, we've won more than you've ever won in your career, your shitty career. I'm like, Oh, more than one cup. Cause you guys never won a cup. So I don't know what you're talking about. Shit. You know what I mean? Never so like shit. these guys were coming hard and I, and I loved it. If I knew it was like this, I would have made them a target years ago. Gumps, man. What's going on with your boys out there in BC? Yeah, they've always been a fickle bunch out there, Rubber. <laughs> That's, hey, you don't got to tell me. I've been living in it for years. But that, you get into that Blackhawks-Canucks. I don't think it was a rivalry for the Blackhawks, but it was a rivalry for the Canucks. Yeah. Because the Blackhawks got them a few times. Did the Canucks Phew. get them once on the way to the Stanley Cup, right? To the final against the Bruins, they got the Blackhawks. Remember, uh, Burroughs hit that fucking... Knuckle fuck yeah. in old time, Alex Burrow. Yeah. So, yeah, he was. I mean, there was guys on the Canucks that just played out of their skin, like Burroughs. Yeah. Once he left the Canucks, it's not, not the, the same, same player. Same with Bieksa. Bieksa yeah. was never the same without the Canucks. Yeah. Talked about it last week. Anson Carter with the Sedin. How about like, how about uh, you know who was you know who was unbelievable come playoff time for the Canucks? Alex Edler. He becomes Scotty Stevens. Always, he would yeah. just, he would wreck every single person he touched. Just wreck them. And I'm like, is this guy that good? Like, I don't know what it was. Come playoff time, he just got a different gear. But man, that Canucks team was they were dominant for a long time. And uh, but I'm just having fun. Uh, any of the the BC people out there, hey, keep coming at it. I love it. You know what? Let's talk it. <laughs> Listen, if you if you burn your city down because you don't win the Stanley Cup, like you're gonna hear about it. I'm sorry, you're gonna. Hey, Montreal was catching some of that last uh, playoff run as well because it wasn't quite to the level of Vancouver, but there were some issues. I think, what was it? Did they flip a cup car? What was it? They did something. Yeah. They smashed a couple windows, something like that, and it started to – the Vancouver conversation started to creep in, and even even the Montreal fans were, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't love us in with those. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lump us in with that bullshit. <laughs> Hey, uh, speaking of the final last year, um, a lot of people up in arms already. Kucherov, it's been announced he's going to miss some time. They don't know how much. They said it's not quite going to be all season like it was last year. But they placed him on the uh, long-term IR. And as we know, uh, that was the whole conversation last year was Kucherov missed the entire regular season, comes back in the playoffs. They're, they're $18 million over the cap. Now it's happening again. He's going on long-term IR. Uh, if, if the Lightning wanted to, they could go and get uh, what is it up to nine and a half million dollars or so, and squeeze that type of player into their cap right now. Are they? Go- I don't think they're going to do that this time, though. I don't. I don't see them having that move or kind of dipping into their farm system to give up prospects to get someone like an Eichel or 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 whatever it would take to get that type of impact player. They may have done that in years past, but I feel like now where they're at with their team, I feel like they have to. Uh, kind of try and, and hold on to the prospects a little bit to kind of keep this thing going. I don't know if they're going to be like a Penguins type of aggressive where they're just going to go all out every year and empty the farm system. Uh, have you heard anything, any buzz, any whispers about what's going on with Tampa? What's what's your feel like for that team with, with where they're at right now? Because they haven't had the best start. No. It's, it's okay, but it hasn't been the best. Yeah, they haven't looked good up to this point. Uh, as soon as I saw that stuff, probably just like you guys and everybody else, when you saw the news on Kucherov, you're like, oh, that's cute. Here we go again. You know, yeah. that's what everybody, everybody thinks. Um, I'm not paying attention to that. Listen, this guy's banged up. He's not going to miss the rest of the season. doesn't look like that. I think that's still uncertain how long it's going to be. He missed the 56-game season last year. Yep. And I think that uh, John Cooper said that he doesn't anticipate even being that. So he'll be back. In the regular season, so they can't dust them off or you know keep them keep them in the closet there until playoff time, and then all of a sudden bring out a 
you know, and be above the salary cap like they were last year. So, uh, you know, I'm not concerned about that. I'm, the, the team's not looking good right now. Uh, it'll still take time. But I told you guys in, in episode one, that's why I'm as far as the futures, futures take take the Florida Panthers win this division before it starts changing big time. You know, like this is their Florida Panthers will win this division. And it's because of things like this. And just you can't keep that high level for that long. Do I think that Tampa's gonna crumble and get bumped in the first round? No, I think no. they're gonna go deep again. But they're not winning that division, so uh, it's gonna be some tough sledding for for Tampa all year. They're gonna be without Cooch for a big chunk right now. Hey, uh, I Fuck took your flyers just sniped again. Jesus, who was it? What do we got you here? My lord, fuck Yandel. Yeah, no, Yandel or Lawton. I mean the. The, the first time they got it out of their end this period. <laughs> I was the asking for that. Doing. Oh, was you know, hey, for the people watching, you watch the replay on this. I'm going to bring Here we this go. back. I'm going to bring this a real back. life NHL network analyst, folks. Is, Pay attention. This is no, going to be a classic Rupper crash the net. This is, <laughs> this is right up Rupper's alley. I've been seeing this this year a number of times. We've seen it a bunch. but I, So when you used to play in the Joe in, in Detroit, they had really lively boards. They had set plays all the time, and they had some skilled guys, right? Like we know Datsub, Zetterberg. Jeez, you go back a little further, Federal. These guys would throw the, – the way it was, the corners, they would throw in dump-ins. They're, they're icings. They didn't gain the red line. they throw it in far corner, and the, the angle would just bounce right out to the slot. So they basically just fly someone. And, and you're kind of on your heels because they, they ice the fucking thing, right? So you're yeah. like – what, you're waiting. You're not. They're not going to shoot it from there because it's going to be icing. But their their line mate knows, and he's gone. He's cheating. The same thing happens here. This year, I've heard, I've seen it. I'm going to put I'm going to put together clips because I've seen it three or four times. It turned into goals. Teams are starting to do it more and more. They 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 dump it down, and I'm going to watch it right here because they had this exact same thing that happened here. You've got the the puck coming up ice. Is that Yans? Yeah, I think it was Yandel. Throws it off the far side. And they're in there, and they they've got a guy cheating. Who was that that was cheating? I'm gonna find this out. This was sick. Yandel throws it. They're cheating. They're running the route. They get the puck, shot on goal, rebound, bang, goal. Uh, I love it, man. Teams have been doing it a lot. You can only do it with buildings, and you're seeing guys in pregame skate. They'll be f- trying to see what the liveliness is of the boards and and getting used to it. But uh, Yans must know that uh, Wells Fargo Center's got some got some jump on those corners. So that was you're right. That was what they always said about the Joe, the lively boards at the Joe, where the puck would just springboard off of those things. Because I remember the Penguins having those epic matchups with Detroit, and they would just guys on Detroit, Lidstrom or Falski, they would shoot and they would shoot to miss the net, bounce yeah. it off the boards, have the puck come out the other side, a forward we waiting back door and tap it home. Are there any other uh, buildings that have? Not not just the boards, but things like that. Like I know Edmonton for years was known for having unbelievable ice, where like they wanted to be faster than everybody. And I, I know for years, like MSG was criticized yeah. for having terrible ice. You got to play there a ton in your career. What was some of the stuff that you experienced like that? With little uh, little things you knew going in. Okay, hey, we got to be aware of this because because the ice fucking stinks here. All all the Canadian markets, the ice is incredible, incredible. Like you, it's pristine, fast. The boards. Edmonton was always unbelievable. The the boards that that was even at Rexall. You know, I haven't been in the new building, so I don't, I'm sure the new building's even better. It's all state of the art. But the boards were fast. They're smooth. 
Montreal had the seamless glass that was it was you 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 dump I would dump pucks in usually you put them up around uh around the glass but you know keep them board high I would put them up in the glass just because I loved it because it would just go clean <laughs> right around right around right but then you get some barns like Philly's actually really bad they got the stanchions there that uh, MSG's bad where you you send it around but you'd still dump it in around the glass because if a goalie's going to come out to play it you might get a weird bounce towards the net but. Um, you know, I, I, the worst ice probably is MSG was pretty bad, pretty bad. Uh, Florida Panthers down there was pretty bad. Tampa was actually really good. They spent a lot of money and, uh, and they brought in the equipment to, to make that ice nice, but, uh, the Canadian barns, you couldn't beat it. Hey, so like what, uh, what is it? Like, why is MSG's ice? Is it because they have a thousand events going on yeah. and they got the basketball team and they're just constant shuffling and out. And I'm assuming the Canadian arenas are like, Hey, fucking go somewhere else. Is You're not touching the ice. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, I don't want to get in trouble here, but uh, he, some, it's, in the States, a lot of the arena overturn is, their union jobs or dudes are just uh oh, hey, hey, hey. say no they more. We know all about they don't we, give we, a shit. We've they done a couple in. live shows with Pat. We've gone and toured and, and done a couple buildings and, and yeah. he told us from day one, hey, like the union guys, like they're just here. They they're, they they're don't here. care. They're, they're like, hey, guess what? Break time, we're done. And they just they just throw the shit in. But up in Canada, I mean, you've got guys, you've got these ice crews that are like, you see guys crawling on their hands and knees, taking samples. Looking at this, testing this. I mean, it's incredible. It's 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 an art in Canada, and some some some. So they care. Some buildings in the states do it, but some of them were, especially when you just gotta, you know, you gotta you got a Knicks game, then you've got a Ranger game, then you got a concert the next day. I mean, it's just flipping it as quick as you can. Hey boys, I I can't get my stream going, so I'm not able to watch this uh, along with you guys. But I, and I know you haven't paid super close attention, but and maybe this is for the chat too as well. Here, like I'm looking at the line right now, live on Fanduel. The Bruins are plus three hundred money line. They're down three to one halfway or uh, fourteen minutes with the, in the second period. Uh, what are we thinking? Is there any chance of the bees pushing back here? Or has this just been all flyers all night? I I pick from pushback. It's 15 shots to 10 for the Bruins. Bruins have had more of the play. They're just flyers are taking advantage of their chances. What's 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 uh what's Bruins plus one and a half? Plus one and a half is a minus one oh two. Yeah, give me that. I'll fucking double down. Yeah, I mean, dude, you got you got half a game left here. Boston gets on a power play. Those guys, those guys, you never know, man. They go two for two in this game. I, I it's take starting that. to heat up in front of the net right now, too. We got business in front of the net. Boys <laughs> oh, are starting go. to muck it up. All right, I'm on it. I'm on the one and a half. I'm on the Bs, one and a half. Uh, Rupper, you're down two goals in a game. Coach, hey, looks like I guess, hey, Rupper, get out there. Give us something. What's what's the move? Are you going right for a big hit? Are you going to just dump the puck into the corner and go smash somebody in the boards? Are you going right to the front of the net to try and stir something up? What's the move? I'm watching right now, and that's exactly what Boston's doing. They just went to the net here, a little pushing and shoving. You've got Nick Foligno in there, roughing it up with uh, Ristolainen. And that's what it is. You just, want a, you just want a little jump. So I'm watching this play right now, too. It's just a shot on that. You get a little wraparound by Jake DeBrusque, a little bit of digging by Foligno. And you know what you do when the goalie saves it? And in this case, 
What you got? Martin Jones here. Martin Jones makes the save. Just keep digging, dude. You hear a whistle? Don't do anything stupid. You don't want to get a penalty, but just keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. Someone's going to come punch you in the face. You give them a little shove back. You got to get some emotion, man. It's emotion in games like that. And when 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 you're in a fight, I don't mean like an actual fight, but when when you're out there and, and you're, you're flat in the game, you're down 3-1, you just got to stir it up, man. Stir up the emotion, whatever that looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Some people are going to be like, oh, what a rat. You know, but that's your job. You, you're the emotional leader on the team. Go in there. And I love that right there from the Bruins. Hey, and then on the other side of that, when you're trying to hold on to a lead, how fucking annoying is that when guys just keep coming and they're poking in the crease and they're just digging and digging? And it, like, that's got to be equally as emotional on the other side like hey boys fucking take it easy here like give it cut us a break like we're we're we're, we're trying to play here we're trying to yeah. play some goddamn hockey let's keep the chippy stuff down but but you you understand both sides of it yeah you know what i'll tell you because i teased it i teased it before i want to tell you guys about this zeno chara fight story and yes that, here we go goes, and that goes right into what you said there because i'll just give the the, the backdrop because in this situation when we were in boston we were winning. I was in Pittsburgh. We were winning. There, uh, there was no need for me to engage in anything. We were already winning at that point. So anyways, we all know about, about uh, Rule 48. That's the Matt Cook rule. Uh, Matt Cook, blindside hit, Mark Savard. Mark Savard was never the same, and uh, it, it sucked. I was on Pittsburgh when that happened, and it sucked seeing that. It was awful. But our first game going back to Boston after that, we're going in there, and we're traveling with extra security. The team's bringing Ooh. extra security on this on this trip to Boston for Cookie. And so we go in there, and uh, front page of the Boston Herald, not the front page of the sports, the fucking front page of the newspaper had a wanted, dead or alive Matt Cook picture. You know, smiling with his new... <laughs> yeah, I love got, that. He's got I no jeans. Yes. So, uh, so we go to the, we go into the game at TD garden. And so we're sitting there and we're getting ready to go out, uh, you know, for the game to start. We already had warmups and during warmups, Billy Garen and Mark Recchi met at center ice and Rex says to Billy Garen, how are we going to do this? And Rex says, who obviously played for Boston and Billy Garen played for us in Pittsburgh said, cookies just got to answer the bell. If he answers the bell, it's done. If he doesn't, this is going to get ugly. Billy said, yep, I understand. So I don't, Fair know enough. What, I don't understand what conversation happened between Billy Garen and Matt Cook. But we come in the locker room. So then it's uh, myself, Eric Goddard, and I want to say Derek England. Oh, we, we hey, that's a wrecking crew. So we come walk up. But that, that was the big bad Bruins team, right? So yeah. that, was, that was the year after they won the Cup. So they won in 11. Shout out Vancouver. Uh, they, they won in 11. And uh, they, I want to say it was the next year. So we're, um, they had a real tough team too. Milan Lucic, Sean Thornton, uh, oh, yeah. Zeno Chara, whatever. So the three of us meet together in the locker room. We go, how are we going to do this? And we're all like, yeah, well, Cookie probably has to answer this. And after he answers it, no more. Like they're not going to get three shots at him, you know. So if Big Z comes or Lucic comes, we got to step in. Okay, so we had this understanding. So we're playing the game right away. First shift, Sean Thornton, Matt Cook, Cookie squares up, fights, took a couple lumps, but you give him credit for standing up. He answered it, and and, and it seemed to be done. But uh, as the oh, game, oh snipe, 
Snipe, Taylor Hall, Snipe. Taylor okay. Hall. We're wow. back. Now we go. Now we go. There we go. Needed there we go. It. Needed it. Hey, that's see, you just stir it up at the net and you get a little bit of juice, and then Halsey gets going. Oh, breakaway, too. I'm behind you oh, guys. Yeah. What a shot. Line. What a shot. Anyways, uh, so so we're in the game, and um Zano Chara, we line up for a face-off. Our team, we're winning in Pittsburgh, one nothing already. Chara lines up to me and he goes, yeah, we're we're like this far away from Jerry. He goes, Rupper. He goes, <laughs> he's like the nicest man ever. He goes, Rupper. May I have this fight? I'm like, what? He goes, may I have this fight? I'm like, I don't know what to say. That was the most polite way someone's asked me to punch my face in than I've ever had in my life. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, Z, I'm like, it's one nothing for us right now. It's uh, the first period still. So I'll give it to you, man. I get it. You're the captain. You want to show you're not happy with what happened. And I get it. I'll give it to you in the third period, but nothing now. I understand. Okay, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. We start playing. The next shift, I get out there with him. Rupper, what do you say now? I go, Z, I told you, third period, man. It's like nothing's fucking changed since the last time we talked. So I tell him again. He still plays like, I got it. I, I understand. Whatever. So we end up, I think, getting one or two more goals. So now it's 3 nothing. The ensuing face-off after we get our third goal. And, and I'm like, now I'm going to have to fucking answer this because the game's oh, starting to get it out there. So I line up. Taking the draw, center ice. Sean Thornton leans in. We're like this close to each other. Taking the draw, and Thornton goes, hey, Ruppy, I think the big man wants you. And I just lean back and look behind Thornton. I look back across at the <laughs> blue line. I see Char, and he just goes, come on. Come on. Like this. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, fine. So I drop the gloves to square off, and it was the worst decision I've ever made. Oh, You're going man. in there. Dude, like I never had to have a fight where I was outsized like that, right? Like I'm coming in and I'm how tall are you? How tall are you? I'm six five, he's six nine. Jesus. So I'm coming in and I'm trying to grab. And my reach has always been a huge advantage of mine. I felt like I can fight. I wasn't gonna win every fight, but I felt like I can protect myself in any fight because of my reach. So I'm coming in to grab him. And it's like the closer I'm getting to him, his hand is right here, like his grab hand, but his head is like fucking way back there so i'm like, like a giraffe I'm, I'm like coming in like like this and i'm like dude what am i supposed to do here and i threw my first punch my first punch hit his elbow like so his <laughs> i hit his i hit the inside of his elbow with my punch i'm like oh i'm done like i'm not even gonna throw a punch the rest of the time and uh so he threw a few he beat me for sure but i was able to save a little bit of my face and uh then we were on the ice and he was on top of me getting up and he goes, thank you very much. I appreciate that. He's like, that was a very respectful thing to do. Like the most, the most polite man I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, wow, that was an experience. The big Z, he, he's so polite. It's scary, but man, he can mess some people up. And what, just what an absolute animal. Like they, that's like the, the Andre, the giant stories you hear about wrestling where he was the biggest, baddest guy in the, in, in the country, in the world at the time. And he was the most respectful. Like he was going to yeah. take care of it because he knew at any second, if he wanted to, he could absolutely crush you. That's and fucking that, hilarious. And that's it with him. Like Z, the way that Z plays the game, he's he's not dirty at all. He no. He understands, and he's got a little snap, and we've seen that. He he understands like 
if I want to do something, no one's really going to be able to stop me. And it's, man, he's still getting it done, man. I love seeing that he's still in the league. Hey, so he's still playing. He's 44 years old. Just last season, he was with the Capitals. And we saw, we talked uh, earlier episodes about the Rangers and Capitals and their whole situation with Tom Wilson. Uh, Z wanted to fight in that situation too. Yeah. Like he's not, like he he's seeking this stuff out and he loves it. Now, like to your point, he's not dirty. He's not going about it in a scumbag kind of way. But like if a situation comes up where he's presented with an opportunity, now, from your story, too, it feels like, hey, he's all about it. He is not missing a chance to throw bombs. No, no, he's not. He's not. He's uh, that's what he, he's a he's a room. He's a locker room guy. That's why I'm surprised this Bruins team has been able to sustain how they've been without him. Because I think that Patrice Bergeron, fantastic captain. I mean, a class act. Uh, but I thought they'd miss some more than they did. And that's not an indictment to Chara. It just shows that they've got a lot of good things going here. A little side note to that story, too. My my son, Mason who uh, his favorite player at that time was was Z. And so when I went to the Minnesota Wild, um, I was injured. I wasn't playing in the game. And, and Mason went to the game. And I said, hey, why don't we uh, – I'll take you down after the game and I'll meet you uh, – you can meet Chara. And he goes down and he meets Dano Chara and gets his picture taken with him. And he, he gets a picture signed with me getting beat up is Dano Chara and has Z sign it. He asks me to sign it and then he hangs it up over his bed. I'm like, what? Like you're showing your you have a picture over your bed of your dad getting his ass kicked by your favorite player. Like that's kind of messed up. No, that's awesome. That's that's exactly if my dad got his ass kicked by Chara, that's exactly what I would have wanted to. That's that's what that's what childhood dreams are made of. Oh, yeah. Hey, boys, we're getting close to the end here. Can we get an update on what's going on with the uh, bees and flyers? What, what are we looking at right now? 21 12 shots. Yeah, man. I mean, the Bruins. Bruins might win. Bruins. This. They're going to win this. Keep your heads held high, Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> I well, don't hey. have to think of this Bruins team for the year, though, man. Yeah, well, I'm not I think. I think we all knew they were going to take a slight step back from where they were last year, but they still got guys like Marshawn and Bergeron, like and Pasta. That line alone can carry a team to the playoffs. I think I think it'll rely a lot on what if Taylor Hall can keep keep doing what he did last year. I really do, and you know when he signed contracts, he's kind of fallen off. But it would be awesome to see him have a really good year. You know, you know what's going to be the big pivot with that is is Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle being yeah. a second line center. Can he provide that for them so he can be that guy to get everything you can out of Taylor Hall? I played with Chucky and uh, he's a Boston kid. I played with him in, in Minnesota in, and we used to call him Gronk because he's like, he's like, we call him baby Gronk because he's just like a man child. And when Charlie Coyle decides that he's going to, he's going to be that and he's going to use his size and he gets a little bit mean, you can't stop him. And he's got great skill. He's just had a problem of kind of making that consistently part of his game. So if I think – I don't want to put everything on the, the kid. I love him. He's a great human being. But, dude, if he has a big year, the Bruins have a big year. If he doesn't, uh, they're going to struggle. 
Hey, hey, no pressure. One. No pressure. No pressure, kid. kid. No pressure. <laughs> well, you, hey, you, get the you get the nickname Baby Gronk. You're going to have to yeah, deal with you that better, shit. You better. You better play. God damn. While we were talking about the bees there, I, I looked down here in the chat for a little bit. And shout out to all the boys. I see Boston Connors in there. I know Ty's in there. Pat's in there uh, chatting it up with everybody. Uh, I see one comment here, and it does raise a good question. Can we please talk about the Red Wings for at least 30 seconds from Aaron Saunders? So, Rupper, I'm going to do something I don't like to do because I have hate in my heart for the Red Wings. But can we take this moment to at least acknowledge the Red Wings' existence and say a few nice things about Detroit? I know Tyler Bertuzzi had the big night the other night, scored four goals, and they still fucking blew it. Tampa came back and won. Yeah, no, hey, man, listen, I'll say this, and that ain't, I'm not saying this because you're requesting to speak on on that Wings team. The future is bright. The future's just not fucking now. <laughs> it's going to take some time. And, and I think everybody in Buffalo knows that. And the pieces are, they've got some pieces in place. And um, I don't remember if we talked on it. I don't remember when the Dylan Larkin thing happened the other day. Uh, his, <laughs> his, oh, no, uh, yeah. His clothesline or punch, whatever you want to call it, I loved it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I did too. I want my, I want my superstars to snap because you know what? When they snap, think people are going to think twice and coming at them. I think this Wings team has a lot of talent. And the one main thing we saw and we in this no, we've got Breezebois who's done a phenomenal job down there in Tampa. But like, let's be real. I think he would admit this too. Steve Eiserman's fingerprints are all over what Tampa has done and yeah. is doing. <laughs> I don't want to say he's doing now because they're struggling right now, but you know what I mean? Like what he's done there and give them the sustainability that's going to happen in Detroit. Just be patient. Guy knows, guy knows how to build a team. Oh, he does. Incredible, you, man. See it, you see it. I mean, you go to baseball, Theo Epstein, what he did with the Red Sox, what he did with the Cubs guys that can do it, do it repeatedly. I don't see it. Like Stevie Y is going to do it again in Detroit. You know, he is it probably wants it even more than he did when he did it in Tampa too. You know that. And he runs, you know what, the thing with Eiserman too, he runs a tight ship, and you've got to buy in or you won't be there. I mean, Alex Tangay, who I'm buddies with and, and worked with at the NHL Network, he's there as an assistant coach now, and, and we're all joking around. We're like, all of a sudden, Tang's, Tang's is like uh, MIA. You can't get a hold of him. And, and <laughs> you know what, but that's the thing. We're going to keep everything here. We're going to keep everything here. It's about what we're doing in this room. So all of a sudden, now Tang's is – He's got the gag order on him. He's not allowed to say anything. How are you doing? What are the boys looking like? He ain't giving nothing. Stevie Eiserman runs a tight ship for a reason. Look down in Tampa. That's going to be happening in Detroit soon. Hell yeah, man. And, and as we're wrapping up here, just want to remind everyone, shout out to you guys in the chat for rocking with us all night. Thank you guys so much. If you want to go see a game, if you want to go to Hockey Town in Detroit, yeah, that's what they say, or if you want to go to Hockey Town, <laughs> a game <laughs> in Pittsburgh, if you want to go to a game up in – up if you're from Victoria, up where Gumps is from, you want to go to a Canucks game. Also, hockey you want to go? Down. No. <laughs> uh, shout out to SeatGeek. There, they got the link in the bio right now. It's in the description to this to this show right now. Just jump down there. You can save fifteen percent off the tickets to any NHL game this season. We appreciate you guys so much. Go see a game live. It's it's the best sport to go see live. It really changes things for a lot of people. And if you're new fan if you're just watching the show just because you heard about this through patio or through hammer down or something like that you go watch a hockey game live you will 100 become a fan because it's electric the atmosphere the environments plus you'll probably see a fight or two you'll absolutely love it appreciate you guys uh and guys any uh final thoughts here before we yeah. wrap it up i got something let's go can you uh 
you know, I'm kind of uh, new to the idea of the coin that you guys, that the coin brought uh -huh. some love. Oh, like hammer 27, 27 and 0, Rupper. Never lost. And, and it happened. What was hey, it? 27, 27 and 0. Yeah, 27 and 0. Was it, uh, the, Islander, was it the Islander Chicago game? It was. Did you guys some love? So, the coin, if you're unfamiliar with the coin, uh, the coin is something we do on Hammer Down when there is a hockey game that no mortal human can possibly decide. The game is too close to call. There's no way we can we can look at all the numbers. We can look at all the trends. It doesn't matter. We just – you can't. You can't do it. So, like I said, no mortal human, no object can decide it. We take – we look at the coin. It's a digital coin. We flip it on my phone. Whatever the coin goes with, we go with. You can choose to fade the coin at your own peril. So far in this season, the coin's 1-0. The Islanders finally got off the schneid, all thanks to the coin. It had nothing to do with anyone on their team. It had nothing to do with Barry Trotz. It was all thanks to the coin. We might have to bring that out at some point. You know, I why don't we leave it? Why don't we leave it, Gumps? You'll be the one to tell us which game is too close, and we need the help of the coin. How about that? Absolutely, I'd love to do that. It won't Tony. be a Stars game, though, because they yeah. are an absolute wagon, my friend. This is <laughs> you're talking about bounce-back games. This is bounce-back season. Hey, I, did you have anything with Nick during, last night? Yeah, Nick owes me 20, uh, 20 push-ups. <laughs> nice. Um, do you think Holtby's better than uh, Kudobin? I would ride him, yeah. I think Kudobin plays Where's that Bishop? role. Where's Bishop? Is Bishop playing left Dude. wing? Like how many goals? <laughs> Jesus Christ! We we talk about this all the time. Bishop is the biggest kept secret in all of hockey. I don't know what what's going on. Why don't we hear anything? We don't hear don't anything. Know. Is this guy ever? Are we ever going to see this guy again? Me and Nick have said this probably a million times. If Jari falters a bit, Ben Bishop will be a Pittsburgh Penguin at some point this year. One of those, one of those Dallas goalies is going to end up in Pittsburgh by the end of There's the season. Four of them. There's four NHL goalies there. And, and to answer your question, yeah, I'd ride Braden Holpe for a while. Yeah, was he on the Canucks last year? Right. Yeah, they struggled there though. But they they struggled, you know. Yeah, they got some team. good. They, they play with structure. Your boys down there in Dallas, Big D. They got they got some good structure. It's going to help them out. I think I like him there. Yeah, Vancouver yeah, just chose not before. to play defense. Yeah, yeah, and everyone everyone's hopes were way too high for Vancouver last year because they their goalies yeah. stood on their heads in the bubble. Yeah. That that was it was the same with the Stars going to the Cup. You knew the Stars were going to falter last year. We just didn't know that how bad it was going to be. All right, boys, uh, Gumpy, any final thoughts there, or, or or was that kind of all mixed in with the Ben Bishop thing? Is that your your final thought? Where's Ben Bishop? Yeah, I was just curious if he was uh, switching to fucking taking the pads off and playing or what the stars were doing. <laughs> I, mean, how, I mean, it is insane. Is he even dressed? He no, can't. I don't no, think so. No. He, I, I haven't heard. That's the thing, man. I haven't heard a thing. If you told me that Ben Bishop will be back in two years, I'd be like, oh, cool. cool. That, that sounds right. And if you told me he's playing tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know anything. Anything about them. I think the fact that they got four NHL caliber goaltenders, it's not really a good sign that he's probably yeah. not going to play for a while. But, man, that's the biggest kept secret in the NHL. He's always been good. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah. He can't. 100%. All right, everyone. Shout out to everybody in the chat who's been riding along with us all night and watching the uh, Bruins and Flyers. Let's go enjoy the rest of the third period of this game. Uh, pour yourself another cocktail. Get ready for the day tomorrow. We got a... 
risk-free same game parlay Thursday night football Thursday coming up on Pat show tomorrow. Browns, uh, let's go. Let's go. Oh no. Yeah. We got an absolute stinker of a game. <laughs> we got fucking, we might have case Keenum going up against drew lock by this time tomorrow night, boys might be nine, six tomorrow. That's even more reason to take the Browns. Come on, gumps. Let's go. <laughs> I, hey, all the all the public is on Denver. I said it today. If the public keeps hammering the Broncos, I will take the Browns money line. Well, let me know. I'm in. I'm in too. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Gumps and Rupper. Uh, everyone in the chat, everyone listening to this uh, in podcast form when it comes out. Hey, uh, send us some tweets at That's Hockey Talk on Twitter, and we're going to spin up the Instagram as well. We finally got uh, the Instagram account going. So send us some tweets. Send us some DMs. What what would you like to see more of on the show? What would you like to see less of? Let's make it constructive criticism. Let's not be let's not be assholes. Let's you know let's have a good time with it. Too but late. let us know. Too Wait. late. I'm getting a new backdrop. <laughs> Rupper Rupper wanted a new backdrop, but I don't think he needs it since he's got Ringo Starr's drum set gonna, back there. I'm, I'm starting my first <laughs> lesson tomorrow, so I'll be put on a show at some point, probably. So we appreciate everybody for listening and watching. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed it, be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, Thanks for rocking with us, and that's Hockey Talk.